0: on the top of your head oh. there we go ah. and then you ah. see? I wonder why perfect. you're wearing it perfect like are fajitas
1: perfect. Perfect. the most frequent set piece menu food uh. have we done fajitas before have we done fajitas before I've done fajitas at least once oh have you yeah I think so I thought
2: you did something slightly different in fact that was what inspired oh, did I do, like, me like, enchiladas to enchiladas you did enchiladas you did enchiladas oh okay maybe fajitas I'll take was back. the
0: first first meal I think that uh, Gemma cooked for me is it is, it has a special uh, emotional uh, context. I'm sure. Was that, that also I the last know. time she cooked yes, for you? Yes, it was after about two weeks. Then have I started. ever done fajitas
3: for you? She'd, sure. she'd done so many things, it's hard for us to remember. Yeah, I don't think I've done any cooking, though, have I,
0: technically? no. no. Could that you hell. have maybe just magicked up fajitas via... Yes. Your dear wife.
1: Yes. Yes. No, Cooking, you haven't. Not, yeah. really in, it, not really in your skill set.
2: You could have sourced the ingredients for it, Chinch. I think, I think I that probably would be well within capabilities. Cooking, I would like to cook, but it takes a lot of time
3: and energy, but doesn't there, it? But there's mm. a great satisfaction... I'd rather cut the grass. To, to spending
0: an hour and a half Ooh. cooking something that it takes a minute and a half to eat.
3: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'd rather somebody else do it, just give it to me.
0: Plus, one of the great uh, joys of cooking is that you can have a nice little beer alongside and you can enjoy that and I appreciate that you won't do that. No, I won't do that, will I? But uh, it's one of the reasons that I cook is so that I get a chance to have a beer on an empty stomach, which is always a great combination. Excellent, that's a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, isn't it?
1: Great advice. I'm not sure we should be spreading that advice to... No, no, I think it's terrible. To listeners. We don't know what the age profile of our listeners is.
0: That's true. Anybody who's under 18, please disregard the yeah. previous 30 seconds. Yes. Actually, if you're under 18, probably disregard the previous 77 episodes.
1: No. <laughs> I think we've got a certain youth appeal. Is that right? Chinch <laughs> is basically a millennial. We're not that bawdy, are we? I wonder Chinge, what our think youngest. about Chinge. He eats really healthily, doesn't smoke, doesn't drink. He's a millennial. Am I? Yeah. I was born in 1969. Can't cook. <laughs> <laughs> yes, But also rejects the idea
0: that
3: he'll have, uh, ever have to cook. Yes, I very millennial. I don't, millennial, yeah, I don't reject millennial. the idea. I'm just in a relationship where I don't have to cook. Let's That's change the different. subject
0: of a podcast. Let's check, we we're going to talk about something, but now let's talk about is Chinch a millennial? Resents uh, yeah, having I'm to work. Yeah, but not am I. <laughs>
1: it's
2: true. Deeply resents having to work. Well, the, I do not. <laughs> Millennials are bringing, in, bringing back quite a lot of the things from the 80s. Maybe something from the 80s is just coming back. Why are you smirking when you're saying that looking at me, Steve? I'm,
3: I'm, I'm what road are you going down? Because I'll tell you what, it could be a very dangerous road with speed bumps on it. I was
2: offering you some support, an, an, explanation, <laughs> an explanation for your behaviour. That was all it was. Oh, okay.
3: This
0: is Set Piece Money, the podcast where four friends talk football over food. The food is, once again, uh, because we're at Steve's uh, uh, for the second week in a row, um, the food is, once again, uh, glorious. And so we thank Steve for that. It is fajitas... Um, and as we've mentioned before, it's not, I think, for the second time that we've had fajitas. I think it's the first time we've had fajitas. But because Steve is providing for us and, indeed, his family, the amount of chicken that he cooked for the fajitas was essentially as much as he could fit in a supersized wok.
2: Yes. This is a, a rare moment of organisation in which the food was prepared in advance. Yeah. By you? By me. Yes. Solely by me. In fact, in the complete reversal to your situation... Uh, Katie sourced the ingredients but (laughs) Ah. I put them all together. (laughs) It
0: really is a reverse. And Mm. he didn't use one of those meal kits. Oh, no. No. The spices were beautifully concocted via one of those little spice spoons and then in a mortar and pestle, beautifully ground down Uh and then all just uh, thrown in.
3: Mortar and pestle, you say?
0: Mortar and pestle. I like that. Uh, I'm Hugh Ferris. With me are Andy Hinchcliffe. Salsa, sour cream and guacamole. First then chicken on top. Rory Smith, chicken first, then salsa, sour cream and guacamole on top. And Stephen Wythe, chicken first and last because salsa, (laughs) sour cream and guacamole are lubrication (laughs) and therefore evil. Uh, If you'd like to get in touch with the podcast, please do at setpiecemenu and setpiecemenu at gmail.com is where you'll be able to find us. It may well be that you have your own responses to what we're going to talk about today. So that is where you send them. The club season is over, and with every institution under the sun having their awards dues, we thought, why not us too? But in keeping with our wildly subversive and anti-establishment ways, Mo Salah will not be winning any of our awards, mainly because he's got enough, but also because a lot of our categories are completely childish. Um, now, I may have mentioned on last week's podcast that I, I have attended the odd awards do. yeah. So I do have some experience in this field. I, it's funny that it's taken me this long to actually bring to bear some of the experience that I've picked up in my professional life. Um, so You've been I going to an awards dinner and eating just, something, just not going, doing any presenting exactly, or anything. Yeah, just just yeah. going and attending. Yes, of course. A serially, never serially nominated, attendee. He's never going to um, present anything, is he? The man's a clown. And one of the things that you do need at a successful awards do is food, which we have, Yep. an entertaining host, which again, I have witnessed <laughs> <Experience of>. <laughs> <laughs> and also a corporate element otherwise we couldn't afford this grand stage and spectacle each award will have a corporate element it will be sponsored so we begin with our first award of the evening because we've had our desserts the coffee has come out the catering staff have cleared we begin with simulator of the year sponsored by rivaldo
3: Ah, nice. So nice. Yeah, who good. do
0: we think
1: is the simulator of the year it's harsh, isn't it? You're tempted to say Deli Alley. but then I I wonder whether Deli Ali doesn't dive any more than most people. It's just that because he's been tagged a diver, that we think of him as a diver. Much like Ashley Young, they all dive. They all Andrew dive Raheem equally. Stirling. I'm going to give it to all professional footballers.
0: <laughs> they all win. I get very frustrated about referees not giving penalties particularly, to players who are considered to be prone to diving Mm -hmm. when, in fact, it is an obvious penalty. Do Mm -hmm. referees go into matches thinking, oh, watch out for Ashley Young, he likes to dive. And then when he gets absolutely scythed down, he thinks, oh no, Ashley Young, is it bringing to bear previous prejudices? I've
3: spoken to referees and they, they adamantly say that that is not the case. They take every game and every coming together on its merits. But it must... It's like Nicolas Cage is a terrible actor. I'm not going to go and watch one of his films because I think he's a terrible actor. doesn't make him a good actor. Do you know what I'm saying? So I can't... I, I, just, I would not like the film if he was in it. So I'm prejudiced. You Never are Never mind the
2: Academy. Chinch has spoken. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely.
3: Yeah. What film? The lo- leaving Las Vegas is it? or Loathing Las Vegas and or whatever. They I loathe his, his films. Leaving Las Vegas. is the Awful film. Anyway, let's not talk about Nicolas but Cage. So, but but,
2: but so, so referees have tried to convince you that they don't go into games yes. with a preconceived idea of how certain players might behave yes but that surely just gives further credence to the idea that they are not human because that is only surely human Mm. nature
3: but they 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 can't do that can they they can't think well Ashley Young is a diver so every time he goes to ground he must be diving so how do you you explain you can't do that
0: Ashley Young not being given a penalty when it's a penalty Raheem Sterling not being given a penalty when it's a penalty Dele Alli not being given a
3: penalty when it's a penalty not being given a penalty when it's a penalty all those three instances probably the referees think it's not a penalty but when it's been conclusively proven afterwards. A- afterwards. Well, the referee didn't have afterwards, did he? But it, did, The referee you think had the time
0: is, and the place. Do you not think that there is often a mm. pattern that goes against those who are perceived to be divers?
2: Referees often make life difficult for themselves, which is why they sometimes make the crazy decisions. Mm. Sometimes they, they hear hooves and they think zebras. They, they almost don't believe their eyes that something is so obviously a penalty that they, they just don't give it.
0: Is that a phrase people have heard before? I've never heard that phrase it's before. It's a good phrase. That, cause is I've it an American because you said zebras?
1: I, I think that's just the way I say zebras. You don't
0: say zebras? Funny
1: enough, my sister-in-law can't say penguin.
0: Is that right? Yeah. When you cross the road, you go over zebra crossing? You've got me doubting
2: myself now. No. It's definitely zebra.
0: I mean, it's obviously zebra unless you're in America.
1: Okay.
2: Maybe, maybe I heard it on an American thing and it's stuck in my was head. Was it MLS I know what you, you... Your first introduction to the zebra was on like, some American <laughs> <laughs> programme. <Yeah>. I've <laughs> never heard Previous, of it. Previously, I just thought they were horses wearing Do pajamas. we
0: think, if <laughs> the simulator of the year is not going to be all footballers, do we think it's that guy, do you remember him, Jean Menezes, who did that hilarious dive in Chile? Has everybody seen it?
1: I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure I did. It's one of those things you, you, I will have seen at some point over the course of the season. The other thing that you... I mean, simulation is obviously not just diving. I would say that the simulator of the year might be any fullback. Oh yes, question? I have seen this. Oh yes, yeah, that's oh, yeah. very good. Yeah, excellent. Very good. Uh, <laughs> so any so if anybody who, hasn't seen it, just Google him. Any fullback who wrongly claims that it's their throw and when they know it's not their throw, well, that's simulation.
0: That is a simulation of a sort. Isn't yeah. it? If
2: simulation is trying to convince people that something has happened that clearly hasn't happened, then surely we have to have a shout for Tottenham collectively as a dressing room environment for steadfastly sticking by their version of the story that Christian Eriksen didn't score twice in the 2-1 victory at Stoke. Also, to be fair, if we we broaden out the definition of simulation to pretending something did happen to... uh
1: that, that didn't then Jose Mourinho for pretending that Man United had a really good season <laughs> oh
0: nasty so I think what we're going to do is are we going to give it to Jose Mourinho or are we going to give it to
1: all footballers ever I think we give it to the Tottenham dressing room
0: we give it to the tr- Tottenham dressing room congratulations you're in of our first set piece menu award excellent of the night um, second award is most pointless story which is sponsored by Arsenal Football Club who are no longer in crisis every Monday morning after a defeat because Arsene Wenger is up and left most pointless story this suggested by Rory, who clearly has something in mind, is it something you've written?
1: Uh, that's, no, that's very mean. Is it everything you've written? No, I, ju- I just sort of thought, yeah, to an extent. I mean, <laughs> that, that is, I am in the midst of a gigantic existential crisis. The, I think there's a lot of fluff about football, a lot of fluff about football during the course of the season, particularly in those long months between kind of October and March, where nothing is really being decided, but every time every weekend there is some sort of um, some sort of of scandal or controversy and My nominee for this would be uh, the newspaper that got Ceares Poliquetta reliable mid zone stalwart <laughs> uh, after Chelsea had i think lost man City and the Oh no! No, in fact, it must have been uh, around December when Chelsea put a couple of wins together, or whatever. Maybe after they beat United or something. Uh, and asked Cesare uh, could Chelsea, who by this stage were about ten points behind City, could they uh, catch Manchester City? And or were they giving up on their title in December? And Cesare Piliquetta said, "Of no, of course we're not giving up." And the headline the next day was. As Pellegrini, Man City, we're coming for you. <laughs> and you saw sort of, that probably shades it ahead of the the annual. Can we do the quadruple story, <laughs> which happens to whoever's top on October the seventh? It is asked, can you do the quadruple just before the League Cup starts? And they say, no, we're not interested in the quadruple. And then three times during the course of the year when they get knocked out of the various other competitions they are told their quadruple slash treble slash double dream is over, over. <laughs> a dream that, they, that has been ascribed to them completely
0: arbitrarily <laughs> how sympathetic should we be for those who write the stories because of the headlines that are put on those pieces not by them
1: uh, t- sometimes yes and th- this all feels very disloyal and you know I've done all this stuff I've, I've done all this stuff as well and I'm not saying I'm better than anybody else but I do think there is a A culture in British sports journalism, football journalism, that is too quote reliant, and it's a big thing actually that Klopp says, and it 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 never really quite gets the traction that I think he wants it to. But whenever he's asked, kind of you know how the how important is question, how important is Dejan Lovren to your hopes, how important is the Pope to the Catholic faith, (laughs) how important is correctly pronouncing the name of African mammals. (laughs) <laughs> uh, the, uh, to, to being an adult. He always says, <laughs> if you think it, write it. And I think what he wants people to do is not say, not, not kind of say, Klopp said that his team should have had a penalty. I think he wants the people to say, it Liverpool should have had should a penalty. A penalty yes. And it makes complete sense. And we've, we've as, a, as a media, we've kind of, it's just a minor bugbear. we've got into this culture where we need someone to say something. We can't just say, well, actually, that was a penalty. There is the, the problem here is that that was a penalty. Not... Klopp claims, we, we, we present everything as, a, as confrontational and as, um, as a claim and counterclaim, and I think it's really unhealthy. And the Azpilicueta thing is classic its own technique. It's made someone sort of say something, extrapolate the absolute extreme meaning from it, and then
2: pretend that's what they've said. As, as a media, we complain that we don't get enough access to footballers, and then when we speak to them, words are taken out of context, which explains why they didn't want to speak in the first place. Jack Wilshere. He yeah. posts on Twitter his disappointment at not being in, in the England squad. Every headline on the back pages of the papers are following on Jack slams Southgate, raging Jack fights back. Yeah. All this. He literally said he felt like he should have been in the squad. He's disappointed, but he will support England nevertheless. There was nothing in it. He wasn't raging. He was disappointed.
3: Yeah, but you can't He's write a- that, can you? You have to make exactly. it. Seem you need a splash. It's far more, yeah. splash, a big far more important than it actually is.
0: And this is why Chinch never spoke to the media because he didn't want to. Absolutely right. His words is being this, taken is this why pundits
3: are a godsend in many ways? Because well, they're willing is? to say, so the others are, apart from me, <laughs> if they say something. The media can say Gary Neville yeah. said this. Yeah, yeah, is this yeah, yeah, why yeah. they like yeah. and they listen? Because I've always wondered after you know post match when there's the, waiting for the, the coaches to come in to do their conferences. conference, here, the TVs are always on and the pundits and they're always people recording them. And mm. Is that because
1: in case they say something they can yeah. then say? Yeah. Clearly, sooner right. said, Gary this. Neville said this. Graham yeah. sooner said l- this. said this. Yeah, it's a, that, yeah. certain ones. It's not. It's not Don Goodman
0: And also, it's be- <laughs> it's because you uh, get less access. And sometimes the access you get is to a manager who doesn't necessarily yeah. say well, so much. This is some managers have a reputation of being particularly boring. So. And
1: this is this is a f- this, uh, this is relevant because obviously we've recently seen Manuel Pellegrini uh, bafflingly join noted Nuthouse West Ham. <laughs> and Pellegrini is is kind of has now been written off as like a you know like a West Ham manager. He went to China. He's this guy, this kind of hopeless guy who was hopeless at City. And I'm sure there's Ma- there's West Ham fans who were disappointed to get Pellegrini. He's an amazing manager with an incredible track record. He just is quite dull so yes. the media were glad to be rid of him so painted it as though it was a great decision to get rid of him but, but Manuel Pellegrini has succeeded everywhere he has managed. He is deliberately dull to avoid yeah. those
3: things that we've just been saying. Is uh, right? But is, is that definitely Manuel Pellegrini? It's not Audrey Roberts is it? No, just no. To
0: it's Audrey Roberts. Just, just, check, just check. to check. So side. most r- uh, point the story goes to Cesar so Azpilicueta. We're coming for, yeah. coming for you or, or, City.
2: Or Roberto Firmino to buy in Munich. No oh. we don't talk about that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so that was the most pointless story propagated <laughs> by Rory Smith. How dare you? Absolutely. That was uh, just uh, something, a, a soup a song bag. of the Twitter response to that. Uh, next, to Most Overplayed Rivalry, sponsored by Sky Sports, Rivalry Weekend, which happened <laughs> twice during the last season. Is it that? Is it that? Or are you going to give the award straight away? The Most Overplayed Overplayed Rivalry. rivalry. Who do they... Mm. Who do they, I say they, who do we make too much of a deal of when actually the two clubs are a little bit,
2: eh. Well, in, in, in terms of not living up to the billing and consistently being underwhelming occasions, United against Liverpool.
1: Too many nil-nils.
2: Yeah, but I think that, I mean, that
1: is the biggest game in English football, isn't it? Oh, in yeah. Terms of, but yeah, the games are great. It's around it is fantastic. The minute, the, the minute it kicks off comes a bit dreary it's very dreary and but then I think that's probably is that not a function of the size of the rivalry yeah mm. uh, i wonder is the biggest the most overplayed rivalry sky sports and bt sport
0: well we've got representatives of both who will now speak on behalf of that's a fierce rivalry right there that's Sky Sports Annie Hinchcliffe god we hate those guys BT Sports Stephen
2: Wyatt we're lovers not fighters no alright
0: so that is the most overplayed rivalry Sky Sports so basically BT Sport to prove that it's the most overplayed oh, rivalry no, needs to hang have on, on, on Hang rivalry weekend the presses. no season.
1: stop that the most overplayed rivalry is the Premier League and every other league in the world oh, <laughs> oh, right, nice there we one. go nice yeah, one. that's a clincher ok yeah.
0: we've got, we got a late entry and a late winner it is the Premier league versus the world next to the most hubristic manager sponsored by sam allardyce who is so hubristic Mm. he's agreed to sponsor award that he is almost definitely going to win
1: uh, although, big shout-out for parts, It would have been parts Ca- if he had lasted a little bit longer.
2: Calling Gary manson and, and accusing him of stealing his new manager bounce. Well done, parts. <laughs> I think we, we we do have to mention Jose again here, who waited until Manchester United's immediate rivals had clinched the title before listing every trophy that he'd ever won during the course of one press conference.
1: Also, there's a lot of... There's a lot of um, claim for Jose in terms of every time there's a defeat for Manchester United reminding everybody that
2: Manchester United suffered defeats before he got there as well and also he's won stuff. And, and for counting Super Cups and Community Shields as major yeah. trophies as well. But come on, it's Sam. It's Sam. It's, clearly it's Sam. Sam. And let's explain explain. On. Why? Hang
3: on, I want a Community Shield. I count that as a major trophy. <laughs> just one, just one. I've won two no, you got major one. trophies. Just one. You want two Community Shields? No. Two major trophies? Oh, the FA Cup. Oh, you remember, yeah. How so did you remember you the shield, but not the... And anyway. it, was, it
0: was the charity shield back then, so it meant so much more. Um, the, True. Because it was
3: for charity.
0: The reason that we are suggesting Sam for this, if it's not obvious to everybody, is because he has spent a season railing against what he considers to be a, a narrative that paints him in a negative light. But in doing that, creates a narrative where it's almost just as inaccurate by saying that he is the best thing since sliced bread, what is it about Sam that makes him quite so frustrated is with he, everything that's said about him? Is he not, just saying, is he not
3: just saying he's the best person for keeping teams up? He, what, he
1: would. He would disagree. He that that would be the
0: limits of his prowess.
1: He's always said that if he wasn't concerned with relegation, he'd play attractive, expansive football, and I think Everton fans would agree that since he came in when they were <laughs> when they were twelfth or thirteenth, that that's exactly what's happened. That it's basically been watching, like been what been liked watching. Brazil of 1970, every week. And has, look at that, they yeah. finished 8th playing that kind of football, eighth. so it's worth doing. Which, of course, is the best position to finish. <laughs> he wouldn't want to finish 8th? He eighth. wouldn't want to finish 8th? And no, Sam
0: has th- finished higher than that before, so obviously he has.
1: The, p- the problem with Allardyce, to an extent, is that he never gets as much credit as he asks for. That's, the, isu- that's the, the core of the issue with Allardyce, is that he wants more credit than the world is capable of giving him. He gets lots of credit, Allardyce. He, d- he is held in relatively high esteem for what he does well, but he also wants to be held in high esteem in for things that he doesn't do well, so you can't really do it. And no matter how much credit you give him, it's not enough for him.
0: And do you, fi- you feel like every piece of credit you give him, or he feels like every piece of cre- credit you give him is qualified? You just said he, he is noted and given credit for things that he does well. Yeah, He would get very frustrated with the end of that sentence. Yeah, he
1: doesn't, he doesn't accept that there are things he doesn't do well, but I would, I would posit that throughout his career there are certain things that he just hasn't done.
2: Well, if he wasn't caught on camera giving himself credit for something, then he'd be preparing England for a World Cup right about now. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, Stephen, cutting.
1: Although that 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 I, I do think that was a bit harsh.
0: I, I yeah, I think time is. I think if
1: you, time has proven that that was a massive overreaction. the FA overreacted. Oh yeah. But, but yeah, no, you're right, and it's 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 that sense that he just he wants so much praise and he wants it so nakedly that it's very hard to give him. Do anything naked. Should we,
0: <laughs> should, should we appreciate... You just said that he he gets he should get credit for things that he does well, but should we appreciate his point of view? He is a guy who works incredibly hard. Last week's show, we talked about support staff. He was one of the people who brought in these support yeah. these, this, these elements of the did support staff. We did it at Bolton. Bolton. He, he's incredibly well prepared. His first England interview was a big PowerPoint presentation. This is apparently a footballing Luddite, but he's not. He's very much no, 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 different no to that. that and, and a lot of what we... C- consider Sam Allardyce to be about it's about set pieces physical football dull stuff just to get teams away from from uh, relegation. Well, the, his Bolton team with JJ Okocha and Yuri Djokov did play good football. Yes, they were also physical, but they had those elements about it, which goes to prove his point to a certain degree, doesn't it? So, should we understand why he rails against this kind of narrative that paints For every him JJ
3: Okocha stepo, there was always a Kevin Davis elbow to the snotter, wasn't there? So, <laughs> you, to, you always have to balance out that Sam liked a bit of finery within the game, but he did like a bit of thuggery as but well. He basically
1: had... J- I mean, JJ Okocha's job was to take the corners. That's, that's the, <laughs> what that... What what was happening there? No, the, the thing about the support staff and his kind of embrace of things like Prozone and analytics in a relative, relatively rudimentary form is something he should get more credit for. But he does, doesn't he? But he does. Get, he he does. just doesn't get as much credit as he wants for it. We're sitting here giving him credit for it. Yes. And that's not enough for him. It's he never be, enough, is it? Sam? He wants to be, to be held up as some sort of genius, and he's not. The most given, hubristic
0: manager has been won by Sam Allardyce. In, per- in,
1: per- in perpetuity. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> next to our haircut of the year. Well, which no, is, not quite.
1: This is another idea. Which is
0: sponsored by Marouane Chamac. Um <laughs> 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 Did you hear that story that was told when Wenger left? <laughs> that he had so much oil in his hair once, he set off the airport security beeps as he went through. It's unbelievable. Will it be Paul Pogba, who coloured his hair blue just before the Manchester Derby? injudicious decision, yes. or Antoine Griezmann maybe, who definitely doesn't have any dandruff no, whatsoever, he doesn't. He doesn't. maybe Lionel Messi's peroxide effort, all contenders, but Rory, you would like to, to send us down
1: a different path. The winner is podba because not only has he got lavish haircuts, his haircuts are also indicative of his character and personality, because we know that from, from, from countless mentions from Darth Crooks, from Graham Souness, from various other people, that that he spends too much time doing his hair, and this indicates a laxity of character and a weakness of the spirit that is holding him back. So, in terms of mora- the, the, the naked morality, naked again, the morality of, ha- of hair cussery, then it has to be Pogba, because his is the only socially significant one.
2: But for haircuts, Paul Pogba would be a 20 goal plus 20 mm. assists He's being held total. back. There's a drag factor on, so on, on, on intricate barbering. This is from
0: Sunes, by the way, who changes his facial hair almost as often. As Paul Pogba so changes ha- his hair, decide, Graham. Cut?
3: You're going to have a beard. You're going to have a mustache.
0: You're going to have nothing. What are you
3: going to do? What is the classic football? What should for all footballers' haircut should be? What center parting? Pavel, ne- Pavel Nedved. Pavel Nedved. All of them. All of them. Jamie Vardy. Yep. You mean long? Pavel Nedved.
1: Long center parted, going. to the Diego Forlan with an Alice. Oh no, we don't want Alice pants Yeah. Really? Yeah. Long hair in I, footballers. I like my. What the other. The other suggestion here would be um, Shilotto, the Brighton defender, who has. Uh, refreshingly 1980s hair. Just he's, really like, he's like an attacking
3: yeah. Jesus of Nazareth, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He is, isn't he though? Every time I see him flying down the wing, I think, wow, Jesus. Oh no, sorry, that's Gilato. Yes, he's
2: yeah. amazing, isn't he, he, but have to, he? He'd have to be careful walking yes. through the West End. Absolutely. He'd be not, not he would. Stumbling too close to a stage door. You've, Absolutely. you've, you've been converted. Oh,
0: yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was converted into a winger. But is that a style or just long hair? Just
1: long hair, but there's not enough players with long hair anymore. There needs mm. to be
0: more mullets. That is essentially what we're asking for. More mullets. But for now, the winner of the haircut of the year, sponsored by Maran Chamak, is Paul Pogba for the cultural significance of his hair. Now, Rory has to go. He has some incredibly pressing familial matters.
1: Uh, well, dom- just domestic duties. Domestic duties. but yeah.
0: well, it's the same thing as familial matters, is it not?
3: Fathering.
1: Fa- well, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not going, I'm not going to actively father. <laughs> <but> <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, it's getting to that time, Rory. So yeah. That yeah. mangle isn't going to turn
1: itself it isn't, now. Isn't. Get out of here. Uh, but thank you very much for your hospitality and thank you for the Peter, Steve. You, you are more than welcome. You leave us, Rory,
0: before our final and most prestigious Award. This is given to the man or woman who has single handedly overcome all the odds stacked against them, raised themselves above the lot they were given by the cruel football gods, and become the real epitome of triumph in adversity. This is the left back of the year. Wow. Sponsored by our very own Andy Hinchcliffe. Left back
3: of the year. This will
0: take some discussion, no doubt. Mm. The left back. ...of the year, and you can't nominate yourself. Unlike Sam Allardyce, who sponsored his own award, mm. you, unfortunately, Andy Hinchcliffe, cannot be left-back of the year at any time after 2001.
3: I'd like to keep this within the confines of the Premier League, but the strange thing is, is the two left-backs I'm going to mention aren't really left-backs.
0: Oh, well, that's frustrating. Ash- no, they are, thought.
3: because they played there. Ashley Young, Fabian Delph. They've done very well. And what worries me is that how easy... Players who haven't played left back have made playing left back look. Oh yes, that's
0: true. Ashley yes? Young can now suddenly be a left back.
3: How does how does that even it's
0: the work? The mastery of Jose Mourinho. This is
2: this is rather damning of your position. <laughs> it is. I mean, we, we've we, we've long we've long accepted that players gradually move backwards from striker into midfield and eventually end up playing at left back. Yes. And that's where they cling desperately onto a career in football from that position. Mm. But is it, it? Does it not reflect terribly if you can take a backup midfielder, yeah. slot them in at left back, and those two teams finish as the top two teams in that the Premier is, League? That
3: is slightly. It's basically you can get a dustbin <laughs> and put a shirt on it, and it would win this award. Now, that, I'm not. I'm not trying to run down Delft and Young here. But it is if. It's the one position that you can play anybody in and they'll look quite good. Well, let's,
0: let's focus. I have got
3: somebody serious, though, that I'd like but to no, give the award to. But this is but, not about being serious, is it? But, they,
0: but it, Partly. Oh. Well, I'll give you two minutes of seriousness. All oh, right, right, okay. But Fabian Delph has played in that position because of the specific requirements. Mm. Not every game, but the specific requirements in a lot of the games that Manchester City have played. So that is the fact that he has skills as a central midfielder that... Pep Guardiola has decided to use. Mm-hmm. So, in your defence, Chinch yes. in your defence, yes, carry on. It's because of that specific requirement, and not all people would have been able to play that's, that role. That's
3: why. That's why. So it is such a specific role, and you have. Could to Could you have done it playing for City? Could you have easily? <laughs> no, could
0: you have played and that better role better than Fabian where you had Delph? To also, become a, an inverted fullback and play in central midfield and fill that oh, gap. Oh yeah, when I think
3: so. People marauded forward. No chance.
1: I struggled. You played as a left hand centre
3: back. Did you, you ever see me back, play football? Yes, I did. I, I couldn't adapt. I immediately. I, it. I, 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 was, I couldn't <laughs> do that. I couldn't play. But you played Two. as a, a left hand centre back? That's because I had to. Glenn Hoddle made me. I didn't want to. But I, I carried it out because I felt obliged. <laughs> and it was for the national team. You've got to do something, haven't you? You can't pretend. Actually, Glenn, what are you talking about? Have you seen me play football? I can't do it. I'd like to think that I could do it. And playing now, if I was physically fit, learning what I've learned, yes, I could do it. But back when I was younger, there, there wasn't any demands. You just played there and you ran up and down there to there to there. You didn't have all this thought about stepping in field or or he's looking to do that. So you do that. You didn't have those demands on you. So it was a lot simpler. And that's why probably I played there. <laughs> <laughs> so who was your serious suggestion then? Oh, my then? God. Who was
0: your serious suggestion? Let's move on before you have some sort of
3: the, Andy crisis. Robertson has been brilliant and I'm really pleased for him because I wondered where his career was going I'm not his agent or anything which wish I was <laughs> uh, when he was at Hull I've always thought he's a great player and he just needed to find a home and when he went to Liverpool everyone's kind of oh not sure he's good enough to play for Liverpool he has been brilliant for Liverpool hasn't he? Would yes. you agree? Yeah So for an out and out left back doing the things that probably I did playing in a system like I did he has been sensational defensively very good Going forward, brilliant, crossing the ball, fantastic, doing everything that I feel a left back should do. And he,
2: he is a left back. It's compelling, Chinch. Thanks, but you're gonna disagree, aren't you? I'm not you i am going to suggest daily blitz. No, I just think it's <laughs> I just think it's difficult to see past Fabian Delph. He's made a mockery mm. of Manchester City's entire transfer policy. Mm. Yeah, but She's made a should get the award on that, on that note, should he? He has effectively... I, think, I dem- think
0: doing your ACL makes a mockery of
2: pretty much all transfer policies, <laughs> it doesn't it? It does, yeah. Delph has demonstrated yeah. that you don't need to spend £50 million pounds on a left-back. You can just look at the bench, find somebody who's not playing, and get it them does to do help that you have nine saves an awful lot of, nine money. of the, the, the unbelievably of good it's The wire narrative of
0: <laughs> City
3: spending 50 million on, on fullbacks As I it comes say, back every week. You could get a dustbin. Edison could play the ball off the dustbin to David Silver, <laughs> and then City would go and score a goal and say that dustbin played a major part in the goal there, when it clearly didn't. In,
0: in Rory's absence, he would probably suggest Marcelo because he thinks Marcelo is genuinely the finest thing to ever play football. Um, so we should mm. mention Marcelo, but we're keeping it to the Premier League. Yeah, I now. like to. And I'd you like would to. like to suggest. Andy Andy Robertson. Robertson.
3: In all seriousness, yes. It is not a joke nomination. He has been super. Is it because he's called Andy? I'd never thought about that.
0: Well, think about it I'm called Andy. And he's called Andy. He's called Andy. He is the left back of the year. And I do like Robertson's jam. Sponsored by Andy (laughs) Hinchcliffe. Congratulations to Andy Robertson. That is probably the only serious uh, suggestion that has been made. And the most prestigious award of this inaugural set piece menu awards do. Hosted by a real experienced... Talented host. Have
3: we got a trophy? We can, can I pass this on to
0: Andy when I see him? Do you, do you get the impression that he's maybe got enough? Perhaps let's just leave it there. Before we go, just uh, because Rory's already parted, so let's not spend too much time without him because yeah. we are rudderless. It's time for Nevermind Jack and Rory, What a Soccer Story. This is when Andy tells the tale from his playing days with all adult behaviour and libel-worthy details removed. Last week, yeah. you did promise right at the very end of the show mm. that we might get an Eileen Drury story. Yes, well, you seem to you want to one. To,
3: yes, I did see Eileen Drury, just the once. So explain I, who Eileen Drury right, Eileen was to those was, uninitiated. I, I, she was a, apparently a faith healer. A faith healer. And she worked with Glenn Hoddle when he was the England national manager. So when you were part of that squad, I wasn't there. Amazingly, I wasn't there that long. I was only there a couple of years, and you probably think, surely he's got to have a 10-year stay in the England national team. It was only two years. I only played seven games. It's extraordinary. But because I'd had a catalogue of catastrophic injuries, clearly Glenn looked at me and thought, you could do with some faith-healing, young man. <laughs>
0: That's the first thing I would
3: have And he, he said, Known atheist." Me, <laughs> yeah, came over to me and uh, had a little whisper in my ear. He said, uh, would you like to go and see Eileen? Has, was everybody seeing Eileen there were a number of players seeing Eileen most notably Darren signo Anderton I'm not sure she did him a lot of good because he seems to have more injuries after she'd seen him than not but I went to see her once and I'd had I had had an Achilles problem but I was clearly fit at the time because I was tearing up the national team <laughs> and um, <laughs> I went in to see her. Did, now, she, deal,
0: I, did she deal with your self-regarding, yeah.
3: massive arrogance? I was terrified when I went into a room. Anyway, lovely lady, um, but and she did have very hot hands. But the radiators were on in the room, and I was face down on the bed for all the right reasons. And she didn't actually. She doesn't. She didn't physically touch you. It, you kind of felt a heat going through the area that was affected, which was my Achilles, well away from me. <laughs> danger zone and um, put your knee I'd, I'd, see the problem is I wasn't actually injured at the time so it's hard to tell whether it did me any good it didn't do me any harm was because it basically I came out with a warm leg
0: preventative measures
3: <laughs> maybe preventative maybe that's what she was there for well
0: didn't you talk about last week about prevention not cure
3: yeah and she was because obviously I'm an atheist or an agnostic is probably yeah that, that's the way I see the world and God's role within it although he doesn't exist um, and I said to her this. I said, People can make their own minds They can make their own it. minds up. They're, they're, they're free to decide what they want. That Yeah, anyway. Um, and I said to her, <laughs> does it make any difference? She said, no, no. She said, it's my belief that can heal you. So I said, great. Crack on, E.D. <laughs> That's what we called her. That's what the guys called her. Um, so basically, I saw her once. It lasted about 40 minutes. Did a bit of hot hands over the old leg. Went out with a hot leg. <laughs> but I remember Glenn Hoddle coming to me. It must have been maybe a day or so later, and kind of again coming up quietly over to me out the corner of his mouth, saying, uh, "Do you want to go and uh, see Eileen again?" No, thanks, Glenn. <laughs> and we left it there. Was it compulsory? And that was it. No, no. It was always. It was always. Do you want to go? It was never forced. Absolutely not. But a lot of players maybe got used to seeing him and felt that it. Were it, it might have worked because who's to say? And it certainly didn't do me any harm. But with not being injured when i went in it's hard to tell whether it did you any good and you only see someone for 40 minutes that's going to be some cure isn't it if it's if it works so anyway no no i was given the option and i um i declined second time around so you know maybe i should have gone to see her regularly and i'd have had other parts of my body quite hot as well
0: when was your uh, next major injury
3: i think i tripped and banged my head on her hotel room door <laughs> Concussed myself and missed the big match against... We're probably playing Brazil or something. I probably
2: missed that one and I probably caught the next game against Saudi Arabia. So it was basically immediately after deciding against seeing Eileen Drury again. That's where all your problems started.
3: I think, yes, I was hit by lightning, (laughs) run over by a car, got caught in a typhoon. Um, So it seemed to me as if someone up there... Was trying to tell me something that I maybe should have. I maybe should have carried on. So it was basically she wasn't so much the cure as the prevention. It seems to be the case.
2: And where is she now?
0: That's a good question. If anybody happens to know, let us know. Mm. Just follow the hot feet. That's what I would say. Yeah. and
2: it is worth googling if you're not familiar with who Eileen Drew is because she was effectively part of Glenn Hoddle's downfall as the she manager. was indeed but I don't want to get drawn into that for uh, obvious reasons huge
0: scandal at the that he d- 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 took her to the 98, oh, 98, 1998 huge World huge scandal I was selected to play for England that you played for England and had a warm Achilles at certain points during <laughs> your time uh, with England thank you Andrew don't forget how you can get in touch with us on the podcast at setpiece menu or setpiece menu at gmail.com please subscribe share rate and review as we humbly ask you to continue to find room for us in your podcast schedule Uh, thank you to Steve Rory and Andy thank you to you all for listening apologies if you're used to things being a little longer but because we had to say goodbye to Rory we didn't want to give you too much of a 75 percenter Uh, so thank you very much indeed we'll be back with another set
3: piece many for you to enjoy very soon indeed so I, I went through the whole faith healing acupuncture being tarred and feathered that didn't work very well to be honest what, how was I going to heal an Achilles problem tarred and feathered tarred and feathered at Sheffield Wednesday there was no need for that was there you're stripped naked tarred and feathered <laughs> you're trying to and keep his face <laughs> Paul Jewell sure were- chased me around
2: the training ground with a pitchfork <laughs> that's not a way of curing Shall it I was <laughs> <saying> witch witch <laughs> is this what they were trying to do Chinch's contract was so lucrative they thought he could maybe be, be a, become the next mascot and that they were tarring and feathering you to become an owl, <laughs> owl. Tary McFeatherson <laughs> ah